Sorry. I'm just giggling over here. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. High demand. I think we had 16 listeners. <laughs> it's okay. You know, Jesus had, you know, how many disciples? Twelve? <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> I'm having a, I'm having a little brain fart, to be honest. Okay, so we had 16s. So that's cool. Similar to disciples. Whatever. Anyways, I can never figure out how to start this intro because it's just not, you know, we ain't trying to, we ain't trying to build clout, right? Christian influencers. Oh my gosh, welcome to my Christian influencer podcast, where I talk about surface level Christianese things. Hope you enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) This is not one of those. Anyways, we love those people regardless. (laughs) I'm just giggling so much. All right, so we have had some questions come in from the last podcast where we talked about the culture of dating in the world and in the church, how they could be equally as challenging, um, and also the idolization of, of marriage. And I, of course, that exists in the world and in the church. So through that, we, we chose to do the next um, topic on singleness, and it deserved its own podcast for sure, instead of just tacking it on to the very end of the last one. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we could do two parts of it, to be honest, because it's so, it's our season, it's living, and Jesus did it. <laughs> but the first question from a lovely friend of mine, which it was, you know, it's a general question, but was Jesus ever lonely? And I want Sam to kind of explain through scripture. Mm-hmm. Was Jesus ever lonely? Short answer, yes. So, long answer, you know, we were praying over it, and I've been thinking over it this last week since we got the question. Um, yeah. Is what example kind of stood out to me of what we could prove this with through the word? And I just thought of ultimately the cross. You know, Jesus took on our sin in in entirety on himself and that God can't look upon sin. So God the Father turned away from him in that moment and that that would have been completely unfamiliar to him Mm. um foreign foreign to him and it's something that actually we haven't even experienced ourselves because we've always lived in a world where though our relationship with god might have some barriers due to sin at least in the world at large but once you become a believer that barrier is taken away because of jesus because he took it but we've never had to experience a world apart from god Mm. existing in it um and being with us in it i should say yeah um but Jesus took on that for our sakes that there would be no separation between us and God, that there could be, you know, this fellowship, this intimate fellowship with God um, and intimate and full relationship. Yeah. But on the cross, you know, in chapter 27 of Matthew, you know, Jesus is on the cross and he you know, speaks. I said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And, it, you know, it just speaks of him being grieved. And not only is he going through physical pain, but the emotional pain of being separated from the father in that moment, which would have been something he completely, especially Jesus would have been foreign to because as a part of the Trinity, he was always in close fellowship with the father. So to be separated, would have I'm sure grieved him heavily. And even before that, we were talking about that, like leading up to the cross, you know, in his moments before and struggling that the disciples when he had them in the garden he was praying and 
wrestling with what he was about to about to do for for our sake and for their sake you know they fell asleep literally <laughs> fell asleep on him um and how there must have been loneliness in that that he must have mm. felt like he was doing it by himself which your he, friends he, are sleeping he, on you yeah, literally <laughs> sleeping on you oh but that gosh. it was something that he had to do alone but i'm sure that as being a man that also must have been a heavy feeling of loneliness yeah. and then going to the cross and being ridiculed by his community so that reminds me of like i mean personal experience here not that i've you know, the Lord separated himself from me ever, but when I separate myself from God... Yes, and when then we I seek, separate from God. Yes, yeah. and then I seek comfort in my friends, and my friends separate themselves from me, and then the Lord's like, where, where's left for you to go? And I'm like, uh, I guess I got to go to you. Mm-hmm. And just thinking about that, because that is such a lonely thing, is to be separated from com- community, or even when your community's silent, or you're far mm-hmm. away, physically distanced, like that is terribly lonely to add the separation of god when jesus Mm. was on the cross i just think of like darkness and like i think we need to weigh that and be like how you know how much heavier was it for jesus in that moment Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean it's humbled me when i think about my loneliness and the loneliness that i've experienced is like well, how much more so did God for me? Yeah. Ultimately for me. And the fact that Jesus, while he's on the cross and while he's in that that place, he said, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. Mm. That even in those moments, he was like, you know what? I still love them. Like, that's crazy. Dude, I love I mean, I, that. Crazy, but it, it's crazy to our mindset that, that that type of love is offered to us. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he just had two of his best friends betray him judas betraying him over mm. and then peter going i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean oh, like oh man peter's my boy dude but, that's yeah loki abby peter too but you know what i mean like he, he had that on top of also the ultimate thing of paying the pay the price of you know our sins and so yeah long story short yes jesus experienced loneliness that's a good answer that's a word too i like that we bring yeah i like I like that you've been to Bible college and you know all these things because, no, it brings, it, the verses, like, seriously bring peace to, like, experience, and I, I think All my Bible college I, friends would be like, she was the dumbest one oh, in my class. Oh, no. But I think that's why God so desires for us to be in his word, too, is because mm-hmm. it's a, it literally is an anchor for our experiences and yeah. our feelings, and to sort through, through those emotions and to recognize that Jesus felt it as well yeah. is so powerful, so. Something that one of my friends- at Bible study said that has always like since I've heard it at least spoken to me is like we read the word because it helps give the Holy Spirit a vocabulary Mm -hmm. where it's like you can pray and get direction but you're only going to know what his voice sounds like if you understand him and so it's like you got to be in the words that you know God's character God's character you know so anyways side note next question which is a good one how does God how does Jesus relate to the calling of singleness? Um, I just find that it's interesting that in his earthly ministry, God chose to have Jesus be single. Yeah. That he was so focused on his ministry of saving us. Big, big uh, order, but that he decided to pursue that and his ministry and his purpose here so much that to be without distraction and to be 
Not that it'd be distracting. Not for that him, yes, but. but yes, that he chose in his life, in his tangible life on Earth, to be single. Um, Wait, I have a question really quick. Yes. Do you think? I'm just thinking about this now. Be like one of the reasons why maybe Jesus didn't have to enter into marriage is because his relationship with the Father was so oh, sustainable, absolutely. like beyond sustainable from yeah. what we will have. But if you think about it, like like you said, marriage is the second most intimate relationship that we're promised. Maybe not all of us, but yeah, maybe not all of us <laughs> <laughs> that we're supposed, you know, that we have in life. Mm-hmm. So there is no need if. God is fully sustaining you, mm-hmm. and that yeah. speaks to people who are called to singleness for their entire life, well, is God has a special relationship, and he's going to sustain you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it speaks to the fact that whether you're called to singleness or you're called to a relationship, mm-hmm. that we see through the example of Jesus that you are whole with God alone. And that if you get those blessings in your life of having a spouse, good on you. But it doesn't complete you as a person. Right. It might be something that God has for you to grow and that person to grow and to further his kingdom and and be a blessing in your life. Um, But as far as your identity, your purpose, your fulfillment, that can only come through Jesus. And in this example, you know, God the Father in, in Jesus' life that... Even though he's God. That's a whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean. But, but yeah, that Jesus was complete and we are complete in God and that it just wasn't something that he, that he did. And mm-hmm. also there's a whole part of like, would there have been favoritism if he had a spouse? And that's a whole thing. But I think with all of those little things aside that he chose to be pursuing us as humanity yeah and that was his mission and that's what his life showed and ultimately that's what his life cost yeah that's was, a, that's a big picture right there yeah is the pursuing us part too mm-hmm. so he came with a purpose <laughs> yeah he got you purpose know? he in was on a mission oh purpose in your singleness yep okay um next I don't point know if, <laughs> next point let me see here Ooh, um i'm gonna start off with this one what does it mean to be single in a godly way? Mm. So, I think speaking from my experience of singleness, I think, you know, we don't fight with carnal weapons. We fight with spiritual weapons that God has laid out before us. I'm just going to read a little a verse here really quickly. It says, we use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down the strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy the false arguments. So, one thing that the Lord really showed me in my early singleness in high school was the word obedience. And I remember reading in chapels, like going over verses where it talked about God asking for our obedience, and I would struggle so heavily with the word. I was like, Lord, I would straight up tell God, I'd be like, I don't like this word. Like, I don't like anything about it. I don't think that's you. I don't think you're asking me to be obedient to you. And I just had my own reasoning going on in my head of why I thought God was not calling me to be obedient, but just to love him. And the Lord quickly humbled me in that to show me that obedience comes from loving him. And then it doesn't come from solely my sacrifices, which we've talked about. Mm -hmm. And my sacrifices to God are 
looking dirty at times. Like, they're not needed. Mm-hmm. Which I want you to read the verse on obedience and sacrifice and the difference between them, if you wouldn't mind. Yes, that was in my phone. Okay. So, 1 Samuel fifteen twenty two. So, I'm reading out of the New King James. It says, So Samuel said, The Lord has great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices. As in obeying the voice of the Lord, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to heed mm-hmm. better than the fat of rams. Yeah, so just speaking to that verse, I think based off my experience with singleness is that I did, I have not done it 100% well and I have been disobedient in times where God has asked me to be obedient and whether that was stumbling somebody who God literally spoke to me and was like, do not enter that, don't go down that road and I did anyways and there was consequence in the end of it emotional consequence but also missing the fact that there is so much value in this time Mm -hmm. and I think that's what God's been trying to speak to me for so long is like hey this is a time for you and I to be super intimate yeah and this is a time for me to sort through your stuff with you and you know that's that's also intimidating too um but he's just continued to show me the value in spending time with him and knowing him on such a intimate level where it's just him and I and I haven't brought a person into that situation yet and I think to do it well is to be obedient but also to act in love according to what he's called me to do Mm -hmm. and it looks different for everybody I'm personally not called to be dating in singleness at the moment I feel like God's called me out of that and he is been like I just want your attention just you and I right now Mm -hmm. and I've been praying through doing that well and what we've also talked about is what are you thinking what are your thoughts Mm -hmm. not only you know maybe I'm not doing the physical things with guys or I'm not pursuing a relationship but what are what is my thought what are my thoughts looking like and am I being obedient to God in those and knowing where I easily fall short Mm -hmm. and trying to put on the armor of God and what he has shown me. Yeah. And in that hoping in his word, because I also feel like I've cheated a lot because the Lord has already promised mm-hmm. this thing for me of marriage and kids. And God has shown me those things so evidently. So it's more of just, you know, me being faithful in this season. Yeah. Which is hard. It's a narrow road. Yeah. What about you? I would say as far as, what I've learned in this season and how to do it well if I could speak to somebody else that might be like I have no idea and I'm gonna say girl same or guy girl same yeah we're we're all trying to figure it out but I would say that what I've taken away from it at least that I can look back right now is that I kind of going back to that verse in first Samuel where it's like obedience is better than sacrifice you know, the children of Israel during that time, they were doing all the right things, but mm. they weren't being obedient. Ooh. You know, they were going to church, so to yeah. speak. They were doing the Christian thing or, you know, the Jewish thing, but they were doing the religious thing, but they weren't living it out. And I would say that, you know, to give another biblical example, you know, that I can tend to be a Mary, uh, a Martha, not a Mary. And in this time of singleness, God's been calling me to be a Mary. So Martha... For those of you who might not be super familiar or whatever, 
um, there were two women that were ministering to Jesus, you know, meeting his physical needs and stuff like that, as far as like feeding him and stuff like that for his disciples. Um, and Martha was just the person that was like a busy bee and like going around and like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. Cause oh, you know, my master's, the master's in my house and I got to, you know, being, having this checklist of things to do. And, uh, Mary was just sitting at, at Jesus's feet, listening to what he had to say. Mm. And I can tend to be a Martha and, and my singleness just happens to be a part of that. Um, where I can be like, I'm going to do this for the Lord. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And he's like, okay, (laughs) slow down, Sam. But like, you want to do all these things, but are you actually submitting and sitting at my feet? Um, because we can do a lot of things, but if we don't understand the God that we're doing it for, it's meaningless. Yeah. And so they're, they're just religious deeds and not anything yeah. helping a relationship. So I think like you're saying, in my singleness, God has really been like, Sam, I want you to fall in love with me. Yes. And not just serve me. Yes. That they That you need to do both, but you can't serve me the way that I desire you to serve me if, you, if you're not in love with me. So it's just been breaking down walls in my own heart that I've built up because of my own experiences Mm -hmm. and allowing God in because and even looking forward to if I do have marriage on the horizon like I can't fully love somebody if I don't first love my God and understand who I am in him first so it's it's been a lot of pulling down walls and him addressing stuff in my life and getting to know my savior first and it's been brutal at some points to not only see my inadequacies, but also to, to see them and go, man, Jesus loves me and he loves me regardless and that I need to just sit in this and understand who he is and his love for me before I can go farther in anything else. So, I mean, Amen. it's that, that <laughs> some truth. But another verse that, you know, kind of speaks this one. Well, I'm, I'm really up in the mic. I'm sorry if that's really loud. <laughs> um, looking down at my Bible right now. Sorry. In John 14, this is Jesus speaking. It says in verse 23, it says, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make um, our home with him. And so in my singleness of chosen, and it hasn't been perfect by any means to try to be obedient. And for me, it's been to just be single and try to be intentional and prayerful about the person if I do have a person I mean who knows you know might be called for singleness longer than I anticipate I I don't know exactly um but that in whatever it is and whatever comes my way that I want to be obedient because I love God and if I love God I will be obedient it's not Mm. that I'm obedient to earn the love of God it's obedient because I know that I have it so yeah I don't know and to know God in this time Mm -hmm. to to love him more and that he says you know those who those who love me will keep my word and if you love me i'm with you and just to know that if you're in a place right now where you're like where is god just know that he loves you that he wants you to like me trust me building those walls all it does is hinder your your own good Mm -hmm. and the good that god wants to speak to you and that he wants you to know who he is which is the ultimate good so I don't know. And I'm don't rambling think he a little. won't break them down because he gonna break them down. He will Trust straight me. break them down. Trust me from experience when mm-hmm. I tell you this, ladies, men too, mm-hmm. is if you, oh, coronavirus, <laughs> COVID, if you are really holding tightly to something or 
you got walls up and you're like, no, Lord, I'm ready now for marriage or no, Lord, like I'm doing my singleness well. God will straight show you where you need to be vulnerable with him. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a beautiful season. It's an intimate season to have with him. And are we valuing it? Are we taking it for what it is and being like, wow, Lord, I'm so thankful for this time that I have to be with you and just focus on you in this moment. Um, But I think we should move on to the next question. Which is very similar to that one, I would say. But the calling of singleness for all life. Like, mm-hmm. if we are, so like, say, you know, we're, we're just, I'm, I have this calling of singleness for my entire life. Yeah. Just speak a little bit on that and what you think the Lord wants to do in that and how he sustains us through that. Yeah, I mean, we've touched on a little bit where to... To know that you are complete in Christ, first and foremost, um, is important. Also that, yeah, if Jesus didn't think it robbery to be single in his mm-hmm. life, then why should we sometimes? Exactly. But also that if, I mean, I'm a firm believer that if God calls you to a certain thing, even if it's a it's a death to self as far as desire, yeah. that he'll give you peace. Yes. Um, I don't think it'll be a constant, like, turmoil that's a personal opinion if you need to be praying it out with with the lord but just from my experience i don't feel like i think that there will be times of wrestling sure yeah but for it to be an aching turmoil consistently years. <laughs> more and, than years and even. i would say that i that god is very clear mm-hmm. and he gives direction clearly and i've i've been blessed honestly to know a lot of specifically christian women called to intentional singleness not like oh at the end of my life i just happen to not meet anybody like or in my older years or whatever haven't met anyone but women that have been like i have felt that god has told me that i'm supposed Mm -hmm. to be single for a purpose and i think that that's also a defining thing is ask yourself why god would be telling you that and to be prayerful about, okay, well, then obviously my time needs to be spent, spent elsewhere for a reason. Yeah. You know, Paul's like, I wish that everybody would be single, but his purpose was because then you're focused on the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, so that if you feel that call or that pull to lifelong singleness, be really intentional in your prayer time of like, where else is God calling me then? Yeah. Because um, that's a huge part of people's lives. And yeah. so you got, not to say you got extra time, but you have more freedom in what you do because yeah. you, you don't have the extra responsibilities of a family um, I, in that way, at least. And I think about this is like the verse where it says, and all things will be added to you. Mm-hmm. Is like, you know, are we... I just keep going back to putting it above God. Like, are we just valuing... Like, some people could even value singleness over God. Yeah. Which is, you know a stumbling block just like valuing marriage over god or valuing a relationship or career your independence what it is whatever it is or your freedom is like we need to be careful where we're putting these things and what i love is that in scripture i feel like every time that i ask god like okay lord how do i do singleness well or what if this god and god just ultimately he just turns me back to his love over and over and it puts everything that I put on a pedestal back down to where it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, just just pray over that. Because a lot of the questions that I'm hearing and a lot of the turmoil that I'm hearing from people who are single and desire marriage or um, those who are struggling with loneliness is like, you know, we don't want to put that over God. Mm-hmm. 
we want to we want to value the lord's time yeah so yeah yeah and i would also say that there might be people also that because i was thinking about this when we've talked about in the past that when they might hear this like i have no desire to be married and i have no desire for this and so maybe that means that you're called to singleness and Mm -hmm. maybe it doesn't Mm -hmm. and so yeah like you're saying just being prayerful of asking god what he wants from you and we were talking about it earlier tonight um about how our bodies are a living sacrifice and that it's our reasonable service to make it that Ooh, way. Oh, that hurts. <laughs> I know. And that, like, hey, if reasonable, you, if you, <laughs> reasonable means it makes sense, right? Yeah. So to live your life in obedience to God, whatever that might be, the word talks about like, hey, that's basically the least you can do. That's the reasonable. Least. That's not the least, but like that—that yeah, yeah. that makes sense. It, yeah, that you would do that and for the so, love of God. It makes sense for the love of God. I like that. <laughs> I like that for the love of God. That makes for the love of the God. Oh, man. Um, I want to say I want to talk about my experience with God, what God's provided in singleness, and then you can go into what God's provided in your singleness. So, like you know, not how to do singleness well, but like what has God given you during this time. Mm. of intimacy with him uh for me i really desired from a from i think my high school years to be involved in my community at win and see and in surf the surf community in general and just see them come to know jesus and i have had this burden specifically for men in my community for young groms for the young girls just to live their lives fully for Christ because they could know him but I just wanted to see the fruits in a community so God really has shown me in singleness that I'm able to give spiritually more physically be there more Mm -hmm. emotionally be there more I have the margin I even have the finances I would say now to step into a fullness of being there for them and really seeing this part of what God has put on my heart through. Um, and, you know, it'd be, it's different. Like sometimes, you know, you have married couples who pursue ministry on their own. And like, mm. that's really glorifying to the Lord. But specifically for me right now, I think just God knowing my heart, if there was another person involved in my life at the moment, that it would hinder some of the really great things that he wants to do now with mm. me. And... God's filled my time. Sometimes I have these prayers of like, when I do feel lonely, like, Lord, fill my schedule. Like, give me good things. Mm -hmm. And then he'll be faithful to bring like a really amazing women's Bible study. Or I'll have time to go to, you know, random worship nights at my church or like church events. But also like spend time surfing with like some of the groms and and really like what I equate that to is God's provision and his sustaining me in this time where I know that I'm promised marriage eventually unless he just turns around and says um Rebecca you're not having that anymore and do you Mm. love me enough to give it up then you know I would take it I have to be like okay God like sustain me through that (laughs) Mm. which would be hard but it's doable and I will say that it is doable to be single and to Mm. be single in a right way for me what means being single right now is to not pursue Um, any relationship with a man Mm. so I'm not online dating I'm not seeking it I'm actually working on not stumbling my brothers 
or mm-hmm. having interactions with them that would lead to that because I feel so much that God has called me out of that at the moment and it's a special moment so yeah I think my experience is just that God sustains and that he yeah. brings good things and that yeah he wants to do increasingly more than I could ask or believe yeah for sure um for me I would just say that I mean I already touched on it a little bit of God tearing down some some walls in my life and and teaching me I know I think I said inadequacies and it truthfully that's what it is but Mm -hmm. um it's just a reality check of hey this is where you're at but it's not where you have to stay so just the, as far as personal growth, growth, I would say that um, as far as opportunities in in my singleness, my heart, even out like even before like singleness and this whole conversation really was on my mind. Mm-hmm. I've always had a heart for young women, um, seeing them become stronger in their relationship with the Lord and really discipling them. Or, I don't even, discipling them, but also just being there and having yeah. a community for them that's for grounded sure. in the word. So Seeing I guess, them through. I, yeah, I guess discipleship would be the best word to yeah. say that. But um, I've had the opportunity to get to know a lot of women in this time, um, godly women. And I have the time and the flexibility in my singleness to really... And the freedom. And the freedom. Uh to really be there for them in a way that I might not be able to in any other circumstance and I'm involved in two Bible studies at the, t- at the moment that really have allowed me to do that in like a structured way in the church and then even just in my own time making relationships with, with women, single women in particular and being able to speak out of my experience to speak life into them honestly and, and speak Jesus to them and to be like, hey... I understand because I'm there and mm-hmm. I understand because I've been walking through it for a period of time now and it's good and, it and to give them good like unfortunately sometimes we have to show them and and fortunately that it can feel dark and so to give them that light at the end of the tunnel which is Jesus they're like hey there's always a purpose for it and that's to grow you closer in your relationship with God and so I think that that's been a huge thing and I mean, I, I would consider this a part of it, too, so yeah. thanks. I would think this <laughs> Thank is you a part for... of it. There's so much joy, mm-hmm. though, like, beyond yeah. just doing the church things. Like, for I want to sure. convey that though I do these church things and God's called me to, like, mm-hmm. ministry with the surf community, mm-hmm. there is so much joy and freedom and, like, crazy blessings, like going on a trip to Europe or, yeah. like, going to Hawaii and just roaming around. I don't know. God has so much for you that we can't even, I don't mm-hmm. even put a cap on it anymore because every time he comes around with a new thing, I'm like, what you want? You have that for me? Or like, whoa, okay, I get to go here. That's awesome. Yeah. I think that we can kind of get into this mindset. I know me for sure that like, <laughs> especially when I was younger, I'm like, man, being a Christian is so freaking boring. <laughs> like you just, it sounds boring. And when I it say it sounds it, boring and like when I'm explaining, I'm like, I understand how boring this sounds to be like I'm ministering to women <laughs> like <laughs> like I know that sounds like the most stupid I love children <laughs> oh yeah that's another one doing, being able to do my job ministering to kids but like Where? I like to work with the kids and tell them about Jesus I'm sure that sounds oh like okay God. she's freaking reading Noah's Ark like a million times a day <laughs> like we get it he, the rainbow he flooded the world yada yeah. yada but like honestly 
following Christ, if you allow it to be, and if you are obedient, it'll take you in places yeah. that are like crazy. And yeah. not only not only just for like ministry stuff, but also he enjoys us having moments of fun too. Yeah. Like it it doesn't look like the world's fun, yeah. but it's like you're talking about being able to do these experiences that you that Going might, on wine tours with my ladies. <laughs> that might like, not have been available to you, but God opens up crazy yeah. opportunities. So it's being a Christian when people are like, It's boring, I'm like, Are you making it boring? Because yeah. like if you give what? If you, Do you know our God? If you give God the opportunity, he's going to be like, okay. And then a lot of times he'll go, okay, what about this? You're like, no, that's too scary. Yeah, that's too much. <laughs> Change my mind. That's too much, Lord. Yeah. Yeah, so. I would say that. And, you know, also to see healing in a in a person yeah. based off whatever, you know, you have chosen to give up. So powerful. And I would say watching, like, the Lord bring me into somebody else's healing or, like, a healing of multiple people where they, you know, they stop drug use or they share with me the deepest parts of their life and ask for prayer. That is so mind-blowing and powerful. And I'm thankful that God has specifically trusted me to be in that, in this season and also shepherd the the folks that he's laid in front of me. Like that is incredibly valuable to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let me, let me see. I don't think we got anything else as far as the questions, but I do want to say that we both made a covenant together before the Lord, which is, I always go back to it and I I, I tell my friends about it because I think it's really powerful and the reason that we're discussing this is because we want to be obedient during this time Mm -hmm. in singleness um, but we've also prayed for our spouses together and that we've asked God to do a work where it's glorifying to him. Specifically, we have asked God to take a situation that looks hopeless in the world's eyes, even could look hopeless in the Christian community, mm-hmm. and bring it to fruition, bring it into a hopeful situation yeah. in his name for his glory, for the healing of others, for the fruits of others. We just want you know our stories to to look different. Um, so if you have a prayer partner and you feel like, you know, the Lord's put this desire of marriage on your heart, but you are in a time of singleness and you want to do it well, just encourage you to go into prayer with the Lord and, and ask him what he has for you now, but also what does he have for you in the next season? And mm-hmm. to really realize that life is short and that everything eventually comes to a point where it changes. Um, and to be thankful for the present is really, it's a hard thing to do, but yeah. Yeah. What do you got to say about our covenant? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just a memory that's very, like I've said a million times, burned into my brain. And sometimes I remember I, it so vividly too. And honestly. sometimes I look back, I'm like, why did I pray that I should have yeah, asked for it to be thing. easy? But no, I mean, we just, over the last couple years, it's been something that, you know, you're my best friend and we've yeah. been coming to oh <laughs> we've been Uh-oh. coming together and more importantly and honestly our friendship the reason why it is so strong is because yes. we've brought Jesus into it mm. and um you actually I remember vividly the first time you're like we need to pray for our future spouses and I was like heck no like I was like I'm not doing this it was I'm so holy spirit led let's it, be real no <laughs> oh so holy no but it's it's good cuz I'm more of a like 
by the book type of person by the holy book but true <laughs> uh no but like i'm more literal and that's something that i really admire about you is that you are very in tune to the holy spirit and um he just commun- god communicates with each of us differently but he communicates with you in that way and like i'm more stubborn when i'm like heck no and then <laughs> i said Sam, we gotta pray now we gotta pray over and this i was now. like no nah. and but so we took a period of time praying and i remember after that period of time you we were praying and we just were like you know we feel like we're supposed to make this covenant with god or this promise with god mm-hmm. that we are gonna like you said pursue and pray for a relationship for each one of us like with our future husbands which sounds so weird saying it like out loud mm-hmm. in this type of setting but that whatever it would be that it would glorify god and that it would only be for god's glory and not for simply yeah our own satisfaction and it's god's hand not mine yeah that's the big one is that i could try to do whatever but if yeah. it's not god's hand it's not god's hand and honestly in praying that like there's have been moments where i was like oh man like why didn't this situation work why didn't this situation work mm-hmm. and i god's reminded me of that prayer so Same. many times to be like you asked me mm-hmm. to bring in people or the person in a way that would glorify me yeah. and so with that when things haven't worked out the way that i would anticipate them or like them to go i just got a, it's been a reminder of like hey if it's not happening then God's protecting me yeah. and, and keeping his promise to me. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah, God's faithful. So he's I'm, faithful and I'm just encouraged. I'm unfaithful and he's I'm still unfaithful. faithful. <laughs> I'm disobedient. My sacrifices is not sacrifices, but anyways. Um, but yeah, it's been encouraging to say Yeah, we are, we're, yeah, if you have a prayer partner, pray that with them <laughs> or just pray on your own and see what God has in, in that yeah. intentionalist part, in that part of your life. Um, pray on your own have accountability you need to do both i would say both. i would say i would encourage With to do both courage and encourage <laughs> <laughs> do it courageously <laughs> not true because um, sometimes it's scary to bring those things like i found it hard for me to bring my singleness to the lord because i found it to be something that was very personal and that i didn't yeah. realize how personal it was to me until you called me out to be like you gotta pray and i was like i don't want mm. that i'm like i don't want that to be touched just can there be and i'm like we need to touch it now because i want to touch it now <laughs> and i'm like there's just can i just have one thing that i like don't have to give over fully right now like i just need to and you're like no and i need i need that though i need people to call me out on the carpet and the lord gave me you so, <laughs> um but no i mean don't be afraid to bring things to god and, and let him make it what he wants to make it I will stop talking. Amen. <laughs> We're going to close there yeah. and feel free to send me a text message if you have ideas for the next podcast. Because I sure don't. <laughs> Maybe the Lord will tell me because I'm so Holy Spirit so led. Holy Spirit led. <laughs> we love you. We're praying for you. Have a good rest of your day, night, morning, evening. <laughs>